You're listening to the Well Women Podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Lee, women's cycle health educator. Together, we're normalizing periods, cracking open real body talk, and femme rising the future. I'm here to remind you that your body is amazing. You can achieve balance, and body confidence all begins with your menstrual cycle. Get ready, beautiful. You're about to learn how to confidently reconnect with your body and discover your unique flow. This is episode number 46. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you, yep, you're just with me today, all about the pill. Last weekend, I was in Newcastle, Australia, working and running the Well Women Retreat Day. It's an all-day, six-hour event where we sit down, we get a beautiful lunch, we have afternoon tea, but we really delve into the workings of the woman's body. We get to know our endocrine system, the four phases of our cycle. It's an open forum. I was surrounded by 17 different women of many different ages, from 70 right down to in the early 20s, and we really just discuss what it's like being a woman, the challenges we face as a woman, and the questions that we really want answered as a woman. One of the most common questions I was asked was about the pill. And it's not even just in that retreat the other weekend where I was asked about the pill, but it's a question I get a lot from you guys who are messaging me on Instagram, on Facebook, through our group, even in email about, hey, Jem, I'm thinking about coming off the pill, but I just don't really know what to do. Now, I haven't really shared my story here about my journey and coming off the pill in full. So I thought, let's start with that. Then in this episode, I'm going to share a little bit more with you about how you can prepare to come off the pill if that's something you desire, how I work with my clients one-on-one and their different reactions and stories to coming off the pill themselves. And I'll give you some post-pill steps, some things that are really important to do once you've finished taking the contraceptive pill. Now, it's really important to understand that we live in a world today where more and more education is being shared around the pill. We're very aware around what the pill does in our bodies, how it changes and shifts our hormone balance, the pill's effect on the brain, and there's books about all of these things. That same thing, the pill affecting our brain, the pill affecting our gut and our digestive system, and many more facets, not even to mention our cycle signs, our skin health, our long-term fertility, potential challenges we may face. The list is endless. So it's one of the reasons why back in 2014, I also decided to come off the pill. When I was a young girl, I was around 16 and I started, you know, having, um, I had a boyfriend for the, well, not the first time, but I had a boyfriend and I was 16 and I know that basically my mum took me to the doctors to go on the pill. Now, I didn't have any cycle challenges. I didn't have really bad acne. I had teenage acne, but it wasn't cystic and super bad. I wasn't overweight. I didn't get really bad period pains. I didn't have you know, heavy blood flow or stagnant blood flow. And basically, I went on the pill just for contraception reasons. And I wasn't yet ready to start a family, and I don't think my mum was either. So I went on the pill. Now, around a couple of years afterwards, I remember this so succinctly. It was my 19th birthday, the day before my 19th birthday, when I was studying fashion, bit of my background. I worked and studied um, in the fashion industry, and then I became a swimwear designer. But before I did that, when I was at um, university, I worked three different jobs to put myself through uni and, you know, be part of the fashion industry. And when I was working on a Friday, my birthday was on the Saturday, I had debilitating pains in my womb, ovary, abdomen area. I had no idea what they were. I came home from 
from work sick that day, which is something that I never do. I never leave work because I'm sick. And I came home and I remember just rolling up in the fetal position on my bed, my mum coming in to ask me, are you okay? And I didn't really think I was. I was still taking the pill, had no common thought that, oh, maybe this is linked to my menstrual cycle. I was only 19 and I'm 33 today. So this was quite a long time ago. And my mum drove me to the doctors and I found out, you know, I had an ultrasound. I found out I had some cysts on my ovaries. Wasn't really told much about it. Just, okay, you've got some cysts on your ovaries. It's probably a really great idea to just rest. Here's some antibiotics. Take these. It should clear up over the next week. Of course, being an 18, almost 19-year-old, I had a party planned that night and I still really wanted to go out with my friends. Even though I was in this debilitating pain, I thought it might cheer me up. So what better concoction than to mix your antibiotics with alcohol? And I literally looked like I was six to seven months pregnant. I remember walking around that night in my heels, going out to the clubs and dancing and having some drinks and not really being able to move that well because every time I took a step, I could feel the pain in my, in my abdomen ovary area. So that was my first link with, oh, maybe the ovary and the cyst could be linked to the pill. But I continued taking the pill. In the course and the duration of me taking the contraceptive pill, which was 12 years, I never really stopped and thought, hang on a second, maybe this pill isn't good for me and I should come off the pill. I did stop and think, hang on a second, I don't think it's very helpful for me to skip my period. Like you can't just skip a bleed. Like if you cut yourself on your arm, you're just not going to not bleed. And so only in that 12 year period of time did I only skip take like my getting my pill three times. One was for a wedding. One was because I was swimming in the Greek islands and I can't remember what the third one was, but I know I only did it three times. So I had a concept, an idea that it wasn't good to miss your period. Now let's fast forward a few more years. Um, I was happily still taking the pill and I had recently just overcome leaky gut, which is something I've been asked by a number of you to share on, on the story of leaky gut, which I'll do that in another episode. So I was taking the pill, I'd healed my leaky gut and I felt really good and healthy in my body. The only thing that was left to kind of clean up and out of my body was taking the pill. And it wasn't until in 2014 when I went to an international conference, a health sciences conference in America, that I was a guest and I was sitting down um, in the conference and one of the head scientists and researchers came up on stage and was talking about the detoxification process and the amount of chemicals and toxins that are in our world. And they shared the really alarming stat that the average baby is born with 286 chemicals and toxins in its body. And this was tested through the umbilical cord before the baby had even taken its first breath. Now, initially my thought was, wow, all of that comes from the mother. And I know that I would like to have children at some stage in my life, but if this is happening already, how can I improve and maybe give my future children the best possible chance of having low toxins and chemical in their body? I'd have to come off the pill. I felt like that was one thing, the, 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 like the last thing. I was already eating really clean, fresh food. I was buying locally at the markets. I was eating a lot of organic. I was only drinking reverse osmosis water. I wasn't drinking alcohol. Um, I literally made all of my food from scratch. I wasn't eating out a lot. Like I said, I just healed leaky gut. So my food was pretty anal the way that I used to eat back then. And I felt really clean. And I just intuitively knew now's the time. There is no better time to come off the pill 
then when you feel is when is the right time for you. No matter what anyone else says, is when you intuitively feel is the right time for you. And for me, that was it. I went cold turkey. I literally finished that conference and just stopped taking the pill. I wasn't even at a you know at my next bleed time of the pill. And I came home from that conference and I didn't get my period. I hadn't had a natural period. And at that stage, I was only just learning back in 2014. I can't believe that's six years ago now. Wow. But back in 2014, that your period, your bleed on the pill is a non-ovulatory bleed. Like you don't even ovulate. So you're bleeding, but you're not bleeding because you ovulate. You're bleeding because you take the pill. So when I came off the pill, I didn't get a period for six months. I had a little bit of spotting around, you know, the six month mark. And then I had a proper period bleed on the eighth to ninth month. And at this particular stage in my life, I felt like a woman and there was a zombie in my body and I had no freaking idea what was going on. I felt completely out of control. This was a really low point for me in my health, in my life. And I was like, I'm doing everything right. I'm eating all the right foods. I'm moving my body in the right way. My partner at the time was a physical preparations coach and we had a gym in our house. Like I was doing all the right things, but my body wasn't showing me that I was doing all of the right things. I had mood swings. I would cry uncontrollably and I really felt like shit. So it wasn't until I started to go back to the doctor, I got my bloods tested again. And since that moment, I've had my bloods tested every six months and it helps me recognize the hormonal shifts and changes that are going on with my body consistently. So when I did go back to the doctor at that time, that's when I found out that I had PCOS. Um, I'd stopped taking the pill and it was safe to say that I didn't really have a good process or a good support system around me when I did come off the pill. I kind of just did did it cold turkey because what I'd seen at the conference and I just knew, hey, I don't want this stuff inside my body anymore. I want to clean it up as much as I possibly can. I want my body to come back to nature, back to its natural rhythms and cycles. You could call it your natural flow. And I could not have felt any more out of flow than not getting my period for months and months on end. So what would I do differently? Because if you fast forward from that time, I'm now PCOS free. I still have a very regular cycle. Has it had a few um, changes here and there with traveling? Definitely it has. Our external environment largely impacts and affects us, but it's the knowledge that we have around our bodies, how intuitively we listen to our bodies that creates the biggest impact. So would I go cold turkey with the pill again? Probably not. Actually, no, I wouldn't. And I probably wouldn't recommend you do so either. There are many great things you can do to support yourself in coming off the pill when the time is right and you're ready to. And then there are some really great things you can do post coming off the pill that will be supportive for you in helping bring your body back into its natural flow and alignment. So I thought what better place to share them with you than right now. So let's kick it off with some things that you can do to support yourself before you come off the pill. So let's just say, and I work with um, coaching clients um, around this particular topic. It's not the only type of clients that I work with, but it seems to be a bit of a theme that I work with women who have been on contraception or or, or are on contraception. And this could be working with them one-on-one through one-on-one coaching, or it might just be them joining us in the Well Women Academy, which is also a really common topic there too. So the number one thing you want to start doing is track your cycle. 
And I see online that a lot of people recommend this once you come off the pill. But what if you come off the pill and you don't get your period back straight away? Can you still track your cycle? You might be thinking, not really. You can't track your cycle if you don't bleed, right? Well, that's a little bit of a misconception because you can track your cycle with the moon. It's something that I teach in depth in the Well Women Academy. But if you are on the pill, I highly recommend that you track your cycle with the moon or with your period, sorry, your pill bleed. So what that would look like is your inner winter time would be day one of your cycle. So day one of your bleed would be day one of your cycle. And working on the pill, you'd have a, a, like an exact 28-day cycle. So you would run on a 28-day cycling tracker. I would recommend doing this with a written tracker. Very different to an app, to a written tracker. There's a recent podcast episode about this where you can learn the benefits of using a written tracker over an app. So what I would recommend is get a written tracker. If you don't have one, I have a guide and, and an ebook series that teaches you how to use a written tracker. You can head to my website, wellsome.com on the homepage. You can get that. You can also go to my Instagram at wellsome underscore Gemma Lee, and you'll be able to find that in the link in my bio. It's called the free love your cycle guide. From there, you can start tracking your cycle. And I want you to track your cycle and be aware of how you feel nutritionally, what's coming up for you nutritionally, how you feel emotionally, how do you feel day to day in your emotions, how do you feel physically in your body? Do you have high energy? Do you have low energy? Are you wanting to go to the gym and do a high workout or are you feeling a little bit more lethargic and needing midtime or midday naps? Whatever it is, write it down in your tracker. Additionally, you can also write down what I call your cycle signs. I talk about this in the tracking podcast, so you can go check that out like I was saying before. But write down what you notice through your cycle from acne to headaches to bloating to constipation to back pain. If your period feels heavy on the pill, um, any kind of differences in the bleed, write all of this on your tracker. Whether you're on the pill or not on the pill, this is still important to write in your tracker. So that's the first step is track your cycle. Doing this means that before you come off the pill, you get a little bit of a better understanding of how to gain a relationship with your body. So once you've come off the pill, you're like, oh, well, I already kind of know how my body's talking to me because I've already been tracking my cycle. Rather than tracking your cycle once you've come off the pill where your body might be going through a lot of shifts and changes at the same time. Number two, and this is what I really think is super important. A lot of women don't realize how nutrient deficient we can be from one, taking the pill. But even if you're not on the pill, just how nutrient deficient our food sources are today. And with a daily amount of stresses that we have, we can be really extremely pressured and stressed and therefore nutrient deficient. So I highly recommend because the pill strips the body of vitamin Bs, particularly vitamin B2, vitamin B6, B9, and B12, with the body being stripped and becoming nutrient depleted within these vitamins, it's really important to use a high quality multivitamin. Um, I share and talk about the multivitamin that I use um, on other podcasts. Um, I talk about it and share it in my weekly newsletter, which is the Well Weekly that comes out every Wednesday. There are links to all of this inside the link in my Instagram. So if you go at Wellsome underscore Gemma Lee, it'll come down to say my fave women's health nutritionals. You can click there to get a really great understanding of what I consider a really high quality multivitamin. 
A high quality multivitamin also consists of the minerals that you need to support yourself as well. A lot of women don't realize that magnesium is one of the most depleted nutrients for all beings, not just women, but men as well. We are very deficient in magnesium and a lot of us take magnesium as a nutritional product, but we're unaware of how the body actually absorbs magnesium. So taking a spray and spraying it on your belly is very different to orally taking it. And then different qualities of products change based on how they're manufactured, the ingredient sources that are put together to produce, say, for example, a vitamin C or a magnesium. And this will then shift and change how your body absorbs the nutrients. You've got to remember, whenever you put something in your mouth, it goes to the most acidic part of your body. I call it the volcano. <laughs> it's your stomach. It's the most acidic part of your body. So anything you put there, it has to be able to have the right scientific formulation and production of the particular product for it to be able to live through your acidic state of your stomach. This is one of the most challenging things I see with people using probiotics. And I know this from coming from a background of working in food formulation and science food formulation around probiotics is just because you take a probiotic or eat a food does not mean that that probiotic or that nutrient is getting to where it needs to go. You want to make sure it's the right strain if it's a probiotic and also the right type of nutrient that can live through that state in your stomach. Because there's no point in taking it if it's just getting completely not, I was going to say evaporated, but not evaporated, but literally ruined in your acidic state. You want it to be able to get down into your gut, be absorbed, and then sent to the liver, be processed in the liver, and then sent out to your body. So that's number two, taking a high quality multivitamin that contains vitamin Bs, as along with zinc, magnesium, and selenium. So if you're making notes, grab a piece of paper. If you're not, I would highly recommend it. These are really great and easy steps that can support you. So a multivitamin that's high quality that contains vitamin Bs. Personally, I only use nutritional products that are pharmaceutically graded. If you have no idea where they are or how to find them or can they be shipped to you or what shop can you get them from, please message me. I'm happy to send you some information or a link about where you can get it and you can you know, do it for yourself. Just ask. It's the simplest and easiest thing to do. Okay, so your multivitamin wants to have vitamin Bs in it, zinc, magnesium and selenium that's the most important thing that's step number two now step number three that you can actually start doing before you come off the pill is having healthy fats in your diet fats help us build up hormones as does protein so if you want we can make number four protein so we have fats and protein so with our fats I personally make sure that I have daily different types of fats in my diet and that's from nuts, seeds. I am not a meat person. I don't eat meat with feet, but I do eat seafood. So occasionally I'll have eggs as well as fish, but I'm making sure I'm getting some avocado. I'm getting good, healthy oils, oils from those nuts and those seeds. If you seed cycle, that's another thing you can do to get healthy fats in your, in your diet and in your body before coming off the pill as well. Along with the healthy fats, I use a mercury-free fish oil that's pharmaceutically graded. I do that just to ensure that I'm getting my good EFAs, which stand for essential fatty acids. Additional to that, number four is protein. Now, a lot of women have a big misunderstanding around protein, but we need protein. It's our building blocks. If you want fresh, luscious, beautiful, clear skin, 
protein is a really important factor. If you want not just good muscle recovery and muscle building, you need protein for that too, but it's not the only, it's a misconception that you need protein and protein will give you muscle. It does contribute, but it's so important for many other things, including your hormones. So if you are starving yourself of of hormones, if you're starving yourself of protein or carbohydrates for that matter, you can impact your natural production of hormones and other biochemical equations in your body. So ensuring you're getting good, healthy sources of protein. That can be from plants, it can be from legumes, beans, it can also come from nuts and seeds, it can also come from meats. Regardless of whether it's a plant-based protein um, or a meat-based protein, you want to still ensure you're getting your essential protein needs. All right, that's number four. So let's move on to number six. Now, this is really important, and these are some things you can start to do post-pill. So now you've done all of this um, in the lead-up to coming off the pill. So you're tracking your cycle, you're taking a good quality multivitamin, you're ensuring you've got good fats and proteins in your diet, you're making sure you're getting your zinc, magnesium, selenium, they're particularly important minerals, ideally will be in your multi, but also through the large, beautiful arrangement of fresh food that you're eating. All of this is going to help support your body in preparing to come off the pill. Now, the next one is really supportive and important in the process of coming off the pill is reduce stress. Now, I've said this so many times, but just before you come off the pill, it's really important to understand your body does not need any additional stress. I know a lot of women, when they come off the pill, they stress about the fact they're coming off the pill and therefore that adds stress to their their lives. We want to make sure that we're reducing the stress load. And one of the most important affirmations, and I recently shared this in the Well Women Academy and I want to share this with you right now, is that your body knows what's best for you. The only role of your body is to protect you. So what does that mean? That means that In coming off the pill, entrust that your body knows what's best. Entrust that your body is always working to support you. Whether your period comes back straight away or it might take, you know, 45 days or 65 days, entrust that your body is working with you to bring your body back to balance, not against you. Your body is not against you. So the affirmation I have for you is, I love my body. I trust my body. And my body loves me. I love my body. I trust my body. And my body loves me. You can also say that I entrust in the process of my body doing its thing. You could also say my body is abundant and continually bringing me back to balance. There are many different affirmations you can share. But reducing stress on your body and in your life is going to help you in the process of coming off the pill. Now, this the final step before coming off the pill that I recommend is taking a high-quality probiotic. I know I'm mentioning a lot of products to you right now, but these are the things that add additional support to yourself. And I have to say, knowing what the, the pill can do to your gut microbiome and the makeup of your gut in the way in which it communicates with your brain, Taking a probiotic is really important at supporting your immune system, but also supporting your gut balance and your microbiome balance. So personally, probiotics are a really big part of my life, having had leaky gut. Um, I've been gluten-free for 19, and this is the 20, I think 20th year this year. So for me, gut health has always been a constant um, 
importance for me and I carry probiotics in my wallet. That's how important they are because you just never know when you need a probiotic. So when it comes to probiotics, um, in, again, use a high quality pharmaceutically graded probiotic. You want to make sure it has strains that can live through the acidic state in your stomach. There are two of the most um, studied strains that are, I guess, the most highly recommended strains for good quality probiotics by many science testing all over the world. Um, you can research them. You can Google it. If you want to know what I use, there is that link um, in my bio, but there'll also be some links in the show notes to this. So you can go check that out there. All right. So we've prepared the body to coming off the pill. These are the things I wish I did that I didn't really do. Now I was taking a multivitamin and I was taking a probiotic, but I wasn't really focused on tracking my cycle. Didn't do that. I wasn't really focusing on the amount of fats and proteins that I needed to support home hormones. And I was extremely stressed at the time. So naturally my body was already in balance. So coming off the pill at that time was like literally an extra spirit in the cocktail. It just made not a very good mix. So now that we've done all of this, what can we do once we've come off the pill? So you're like, great, I've stopped taking the pill. Now what can I do? There are three really important things that I recommend that you do. The first one is you want to support your body and the detoxification process. Coming off the pill, you could kind of think of it like waking up from a hangover. It takes a little bit of time for your body to come back to balance. Now, a hangover you might get over in a couple of hours. Coming off the pill might take a couple of days, but most likely it's going to take a few months. So you want to ensure that you're supporting your body by helping the detoxification process. So if you're already taking your probiotic and your multivitamin, that's going to support as a baseline for that process. Additionally, you want to eat and consume foods that support your liver. You don't want to add liver loaders into the mix. Liver loaders are things like alcohol, recreational drugs, poor exercise, poor breathing routines, poor movement routines. All of this can contribute to stagnance in the liver. If we, ha if we do have stag stagnance in the liver, this can also impact our estrogen levels. Maybe we may become estrogen dominant or we might then struggle to produce progesterone. There's lots of different potential ramifications if we had have just looked after our liver. So now that you're working at, um, at not taking the pill anymore and you've stopped taking the pill, liver health is really important. Detoxification and liver health. Number two, once you've come off the pill, is stress again. Know that, yes, there is always going to be stress around us. I recently heard a stat. I don't know where the stat is from. It's not a source that I read and I don't have the, the journal number for it. But I did hear a stat that today women are exposed to more chemicals and toxins in the environment in 30 days than what our grandparents or our great-grandparents were in a whole lifetime. So is it safe to say that we have more external stresses? We have more work stress. We have more environmental stress. We have more home stress. We have more toxic load stress. We have more financial stress. We have more relationship stress. We have more self-care stress. We have more um, confidence stress. You name it. We have so many different levels and types of stresses today that can impact us so where in your life could you potentially reduce some stress how could you do that would it support your health potentially or could it hinder your health so i want you to sit down take five minutes and overview where are you stressed in your life or where do you feel stress is coming from in your life 
Is this supporting you or is it potentially causing some conflict for you? So overlook your stress levels and stress in your life. Now, the third one, once you've come off the pill, and this is the final step, is after one to three cycles, I would like you to get your hormones tested. Go to the doctor, sit down, let them know that you've come off the pill and say, I'd like to get my hormones tested. Ideally, you have a supportive doctor that's supporting you in your choice. This isn't my choice. It's not their choice. It's your individual choice as to when you're ready. Only you know what's best for your body. So trust your intuition. So look for a supportive doctor. It might be a holistic doctor. It might be a Western doctor that's also trained in Eastern medicine. Whatever that might be for you, look for a doctor that's supportive, that is willing to help guide you through a broad range of hormone tests. And why not get all of your nutrients tested at the same time? That's what I do every three to six months. And I find it really supportive in helping show me where my body's going in the different directions that it's taking throughout the year and the different seasons of the year. All right. So how are you feeling? Are you like feeling excited and supported in maybe the choice of coming off the pill? Are you already, maybe you've already come off the pill and you're like, oh, I could add this in and I could add, add that other factor. And maybe I could be taking a multivitamin. I'm not doing that yet. I trust that this episode has been supportive for you because when I came off the pill, I was unsupported. I felt very lost. And like I said earlier, I felt like there was a freaking zombie living in my body. I was like, there's an alien. It's inside my body. Can you please get it out? Because I felt so challenged in my health and I don't want you to have to go through that either. If you would like additional support, come and join us in the Wellwound Academy. These are topics that we talk about on a regular basis. In fact, Right now, today in the academy, we're talking about poo. We're talking about poo when we're bleeding, our period poo. We're talking about how much to poo. We're talking about the type of poo. We're talking about the color of the poo, the texture of the poo. We talk about so many different topics inside the Wellborn Academy. It's not just around your menstrual cycle. It's a holistic approach to helping you become supported. And it's not just a course to learn. It's a supportive network where you get accountability and guidance from me and the beautiful women in our community 24-7. All right, that's a wrap from me. Come and drop me a line. I would love to hear from you. If you would like to try anything that I've recommended, any of the products, you can't find something that I've recommended, please ask. I would love to help. Until our next episode, I want you to remember that your body loves you. You can entrust in your body and love your body at the same time. Remember, everything that's going on in your body is a guide and a sign so that you can listen to what it's truly asking for. Your body loves you. All right, that's a wrap. I'll be talking with you soon. Bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning in to every episode of the Well Women podcast. I trust you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you got a lot out of it too, please subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes or your podcast app. This means together we can inspire, connect, and educate even more women. Now, is there a bestie, a sister, or a friend who you know may be frustrated and confused with their health? Are they ready to discover new aspects of themselves too? Well, take a screenshot of this podcast episode, share it on your social media, email it, text it, or any way you need to get it to their ears. So together we can all live in flow, harmony, and balance with our bodies. And be sure to tag me in it too. Hashtag WellWomenPodcast. For everything we mentioned in today's episode, you can find this in the show notes over at wellsome.com forward slash podcast. 
Until next time, beautiful, get connected, listen to your body and remember, body confidence all begins with living in tune with your menstrual cycle.